What up, FIFA Tears, and welcome to the Free Foot Tears Extra Time podcast, where we have the Q&A and hot takes galore, hopefully. So, we have not got Brad here for today's episode. He was away. So, it's just me and Luke. How are you doing today, Luke? Um, I'm doing good, you know. Th- things, are, things are going all right. It's a shame Brad's not here, but... You know, hopefully you can yep. make up with that with some enthusiasm, with some stupid opinions, hopefully mainly coming from you, because I'm not, not going to say anything too stupid, or at least not planning to. Oh, are you sure? I mean, I we'll have to try. find out. I can try we... for you. But we have got some interesting questions. I think the first question isn't really going to supply any hot takes, let's, let's be fair. It is supplied by Brad himself, mm-hmm. and he'll be adding some input into this towards the end but we're gonna just talk about ours at the moment so the question from barad himself is he is asking what is our fifa starting 11 so our best like cards that we've enjoyed essentially Mm -hmm. starting 11 of cards from fifa 17 onwards but we've actually expanded this because Luke has got some from some earlier editions, but for me personally, I did play foot from the beginning. I am a foot founder, mm-hmm. but for me, I didn't really truly play it until seventeen onwards. I feel so. Hmm. I, Where shall we start? Shall we start at the front or shall we start at the back? I think start at the back, but I, I mainly started off FIFA twelve with my first FIFA, but I got good around FIFA fifteen. Okay. All right. Um, so our goalkeeper then, who who's been your most favourite goalkeeper across the FIFA generations? So there's a lot of keepers that I've liked down the years. Heck, I used silver goalkeepers before they were cool. Uh, I'm tempted yep. to shout out someone. I didn't. I've got a list here. This is one question I'm prepped for today. I don't know any other Q and A questions. I've wrote down Button for FIFA 17, but I might change that. I don't know what FIFA it was. But the silver I'm referring to is a guy called Carnesis. He used to play for Udinese. He went to Watford, which is the card I'm actually referring to here. He had a gold, yep. I'm going to say 78 for Watford. But it was just, yes. I just used that card so and loved it. It's, it's almost nostalgic to me because I used to build really stupid teams. Like we're talking, I would make a full Greek team or I'd make a, a full, well, I do make a full Colombian team every year. And no, David Ospina is not making it into this list because he is not good. <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, for for me, I'm I'm gonna change my mind on Butland. I feel that's way too obvious, and you know, everyone everyone loved Butland and hated Butland for that reason. I actually really like really like Carnesis. I have got Butland written down on mine. FIFA 17 gold ordinary version of Butland. I think. He was probably the first one that really got set the president for like the OP gold card goalkeeper that was mentioned like every single year. So last year in particular it was like Nick Pope was the one that was spoken about um, a lot as being an OP goalkeeper. But Butland, I feel, is the one that started the trend mm-hmm. for me. Um, but yeah, that 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 is my goalkeeper. I don't really have any honourable mentions other than maybe like I like using da- uh, David de Gea each year, and I did quite like his team of the year card in FIFA nineteen. Okay, 
Okay. Um, people believe it'd be an honourable mention. I've never really got We will then... I found out, by the way, it was an 82-rated Car- Carnezzi's as well. Same year. So, two FIFA 17 82-rated goalkeepers mentioned here, by the way. Fun fact for you. Okay. I feel like, obviously, we've got the back four, but we'll start... Go from right to left. Right to left. So, let's start with right back. Well, unless you've gone with a different formation. No, I'm, go- I'm going for a 4-3-3 three, three here for me. Um, so, okay. at right back, I've gone for a very out there team of the season. People might remember this guy, but it's uh, it's a guy called Dario Serna. He's FIFA 16 team of the season. Now, I remember a lot of the right backs from FIFA 16 and, and any of the players from FIFA 16, really, because the chem glitch... This guy was mm-hmm. so good. You could play him centre back. You could play him centre mid. You could play him right back. He was just such a well-rounded, balanced card. It was, it was a Hullet Gang team of the season right back in the for Shakhtar and Croatian. So you're not fitting him in the team naturally, but it's just such a great card. Just so well-rounded. And when Hullet Gang actually meant something, FIFA 16. How many cards ended up being Hullet Gang? I'd be interested to know, honestly. But yeah, that that card was crazy for me. Now, for me, I've originally written down a FIFA 19 card and switched it out for a FIFA 19 card of a different, the same type of card, shall we say. So originally, it was Footmas Valencia. But then Mm -hmm. I realised and I was like, no, I remember I used Footmas Arias because he got a weak link to a certain player that I have in my midfield, which we'll get onto a bit later on. But that Arias was incredible cheap. It wasn't that expensive to do. Uh, 89 pace, reasonable physical. like Nothing like spectacular, but at the time, you know... There was another card, and it was like a no-brainer sort of situation to have in the team. Mm-hmm. It hurts me knowing you put a Colombian in, and that I remember there was good versions of this guy. There's many a card that crossed my mind. Arias didn't come to mind. He even had a tots one year, but it didn't cross mm-hmm. my mind. I think it's a PSV tots. The one that crossed my mind instead of maybe Cerna was um, Mbabu's like young boys team of the season cards that he got. Those came oh, to yeah, mind yeah, yeah. for like old school right backs that were just crazy, but I don't think he had the chem glitch, so I didn't use him as much unless I wanted to force a Swiss team somehow. Mm. First centre back. Now, I'm just going to say I'm kind of cheating because it's not a specific FIFA. There's multiple versions of this guy that I absolutely like, but he is the one person that when I see a special card of him on FIFA, Especially if it's an SBC, I'm like, I'm 100% doing that. And that's what I did this year with like his foot birthday. Sergio Ramos, he's like always a menace on FIFA in people's teams. Obviously, he's not quite got the pace nowadays on his standard cards, but when he does get a special card, whether it's been his team of years in the previous foot birthday, for uh, his end of an era card. Mm-hmm like last year all very good cards so this one's an all fifa one rather than a 
specific version mine's a specific version but they're kind of almost like a story behind it so it, it feels like it's any time i see this guy get a special i'm like i'm going for this guy and that's costas manalas it's a really mm-hmm. really niche niche reference but when when i used to play fifa 15 fifa 16 the card looked like one of my mates like it is spitting image of a friend of mine so much so that down the line I got him a Napoli shirt with Manalas on the back. That 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 sort of a long term of a reference. But Manalas's card, the one I picked out, was the footies card he got in FIFA 18, 92 rated. Mm-hmm. I mean, who cares about shooting? He's just had insane physical, great defending, and ninety pace. So it's exactly what you want out of a centre back, really. Yeah, the he is he is only thing i've never liked about him is just the lack of uh passing ability normally on his cards i was never fa- as i do like i was nowhere near as fussy about playing out from the back i played yeah. out from the back but i was never fussy about the, the sort of passing my defenders I, I was always the pace 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 like when i was thinking about mm. that right backs I've, I've thought a lot about my right backs and i went for cerner in the end but there was danny de costa's mm. team of the season there was um oh, DeMarcos, everyone remembers DeMarcos. He had an important FIFA 15 yep. that I loved. Like, yeah, there's plenty of cards to sort of go around, and you're narrowing it down to one mm. who enjoyed the most. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's yes. tough. Other centre back then? I, I went classic. We, you mentioned, we mentioned the goalkeeper of this duo. It's a strong link to the man Butland. It is Chris Smalling. Chris Smalling. FIFA 17, Chris yep. Smalling was a different beast. I've got the footies version Peace. down here, but you could easily just put the normal version in and, you know, you could hardly tell. Yep. For me, I've gone FIFA 20, I've gone Flashback Militeo. Yeah, premium flashback, card. yeah, because is there two? Premium, yeah, yeah. Not, not, don't, don't want the low rated <laughs> stuff, right? You've got you got to go for the higher rated stuff, I, yeah? I'm just making sure it's the right when, year. When you're given two options. you got to go for the better. If you're given two options, you got to, you got to go for the more expensive and better looking card, surely. I mean, Depends anyone... Depends how much fodder you got at the time, really. Fodder central. Fodder central, usually, all the time for me. But, yeah, that flashback, military and kind of before... Um, we were doing recording. You kind of brought this up. The flashback to uh, this time in Brazil and just giving a twenty-year-old a flashback. Yeah, giving his Porto his Porto team of the season the year before. The year the year before, it's yes. like, oh yeah, here's Ed M. Natal. He's got a Future Stars card. He's got like nearly ninety pace. Have fun. I remember that card fondly. And then yeah. then he got a team of the season that was better. And then he got a flashback to that team of the season the next year. It's like. What's the point? <laughs> flashback. Oh, I'm just going to flashback yes. to, oh yeah, last year when I was 19 or yeah, something. 12 like, months ago. That might, I'm, <laughs> we mentioned this, this off camera, which is the more pointless flashback? Let, let us know, by the way, which one of these is the more pointless flashback? Murata and his goddamn boots or Edo Militao flashback to when he was 19 a year ago? It's got to be the boots. <laughs> Surely. You'd think it would be the boots, but it's still outrageous giving a 20-year-old a flashback. 
It is. It is outrageous. And left back wise. Now, I'm going to say for mine, this is a person that's pretty much always had a team of the season card until he moved to the Premier League. When he was at Porto, always, always, always a staple in that team of the season every single year. Mm -hmm. And Tellez, a perfect all-rounded card, you know. It has the perfect stats to play midfield, although I would play him at left-back, but if I couldn't fit him in the team, I'd use him as a super sub to put him in midfield or something like that. But his cards over the years have been top tier, shall we say. I get that. I'm going for another old-fashioned sort of actually Porto as well. I'm going for another ex-Porto left-back. And no, it's not Alexandro, who I believe was ex-Porto back in like FIFA 15. No, we're going for Miguel Layun's FIFA 16 tots. That card was so good. Firstly, chem glitch still existed then, but I didn't even know about the chem glitch and I was still playing him left wing. He, he was so adaptable. A 91 pace, 86 defending, 86 physical, I've got it up here. Doesn't sound incredible by this day and age. In FIFA 16, that card was a monster. He just destroyed teams for me. I played him up front alongside record breaker Chicharito. And he tore people apart. It didn't matter where you put these cards. It just destroyed people. Whether it left back and whipping in crosses. Whether it's left wing and just destroying people. It, it's just so fun. It's just so fun. If we're looking for a defensive card as well, once literally come to mind was um, Moments Kazawa a couple of years back. Like I didn't have that written down in notes. Just randomly when left back got mentioned, that crossed my mind as well. Yeah. Was a Moments Kazawa. Probably FIFA 20, FIFA 19. Can't remember. Along those lines. Movie. So for me, I'm got mine in the four triple two because i've basically essentially used that nearly every single year so that's what i'm going for so mm -hmm. let's say one of your midfielders and i'll say one of my defensive players so i'll let you go first okay i'll go for the most defensive of my midfielders then and it is a card that th this guy was a meme for me for a few years uh he's had two of this card i'm talking about the better one in fifa 19 Ultimate Scream Fellaini. Something about me with Fellaini, I, whether I played him at striker or if I played him actually as a midfielder, this card ended 99 pace, 99 defending. And it was a monster. It just destroyed the midfield at times. The other stats were behind the curve. Who cares? You've got a, you've got a rapid, incredible, tall midfielder that will just... just it would just get in the way. It just breaks stuff up. It's, it's exactly what the dream would have done for United if they got that. But, yeah, I, I just loved using Fellaini down the years, and that was probably my favourite version. Mm. And that card at the moment has got 99 pace and 99 dribbling. Oh, so. dribbling. Oh, damn. Yes. It was one point sure it was dribbling when I looked at it earlier. But, yeah, that, that was a card that I was considering... Because um, especially with those those cards, the the price has always fluctuated. Because when it was two bad stats, the price was like 
bare bottom. But as soon as it switched to like two really good stats, it's like boom, the price goes through the roof sort of situation. And it was a good, good card to trade on because mm -hmm. you literally just hold on to loads when it was like cheap and then wait for that change, which was a bit sporadic, shall we say, because I think it was meant to change like every 28 days or so or 56, can't remember. But it, it only changed about two or three times actually throughout the year. It, at least it wasn't as bad as when they were like, oh, it's a full moon tonight. Ooh, spooky. Like, do you remember when they did that on like probably the first set? Oh, for just two days or so. For two yeah. days. And it, oh, Halloween's here. Murtasaka's got 80 pace now. And I'm like, I remember destroying someone wow. with a team of all of the. I built a full ultimate stream team. It hadn't even been upgraded, and guy was like, "Oh, I can't wait for you to have to use these crap versions." And I'm like, "Mate, they are the crap versions. They're not upgraded yet." <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but I have good memories of them. First name on my whiteboard for midfield is going to be my second lowest rated player. So with Arias being 82, this one's 84 rated. And as I was saying about soft link, FIFA 19. Swaps Lerma, which was I'm pretty sure also the first year that they introduced the swaps to the game, but back then it wasn't like icon swaps because nowadays they do it as icon swaps, and this year they've done it as other things as well. But back then it was just like a few a selection of special cards that you collect the tokens towards, mm -hmm. and I think Lerma was like one of the Cheap I think ones. he might have even been the cheapest yes. one. I love that card. That card. I'm not going to change and put it on my incredible. list, but that's another Colombian that I like. I was trying to find space for Freddie Guarine, but yeah, Lerma slips my mind mm. again. That 84 is him and Da Costa and the likes from from foot swaps. Even like Yanazai, I'm going to say had one. Was it Yanazai? Was was it Erdegaard? It was a real saucy that one. Like stuff like that were in there. Um, I feel it was Yanazai. Yeah, Yanazai had one. I don't know. Was that swaps? I think it was, but it was late, like later in the game, wasn't yeah, Manalas it? Manalas had one late in the year. I know that was also swaps for for that one. But yeah. Oh, that moment mm. was a staple of the Colombian team. It was. He was a good card. Good card. So, for me, my other defensive player is going to be one of the high-rated ones. And it is Player of the Year Kante back in FIFA 17 when we actually got the Player of the Year SBCs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Those cards were, like, insane. They were they're essentially similar to the Team of Seasons, but just an SBC and a purple-looking version of the card. And him in a suit. And yeah, holding a big ass trophy that looks just as tall as him. Yep, him and Leroy Sane, yep. I think. If I remember rightly, uh, young, young player. player of the year, something. Yeah, something along those lines. I know De Deli Ali one year got one. Um, around it might might have been a year later. Well, it might have been the same year him. actually. Realistically, could have been. I think it would have been the same year. Yeah. Actually, that was at Chelsea. Yeah. That card was at Chelsea. Maybe it I know Van, Van Dyke got one. the player of the year another year. 
like 18 I think it was or 19 but yeah that player of the year Kante it's just a different style of gravy Kante's always been a different style of gravy when it comes to FIFA and defensive midfielders normally I prefer the taller players but Kante's just that one exception that I'm like he, he doesn't act like he's that height he always acts like he's probably like a good six or seven inches taller than that with his strength mm. I, I do remember that card and I actually did that SBC as well as it wasn't just you I also did him but mm-hmm. yeah for, for me my one is a man who loves who, who never actually plays centre mid but he gets a lot of centre mid special cards I decided on his FIFA 18 version and that's foot birthday with sprinkles Florenzi but Florenzi yeah. is just a card that I look forward to every year at centre mid, starting because of that. It just... It, I almost can't explain it. He's just so naturally good at holding midfield for me. Mm. I can't really explain why. Good, and good god tier card. I, I wasn't even a four-star skiller at this point. Like, I didn't care about four-star skills until about FIFA... T- end of FIFA 20, beginning of FIFA 21 that's when I finally learnt skill moves so I could use cards like Florenzi of Freestar in midfield and I wouldn't know any difference so that's why you're not noticing any skillers or anything crazy here uh, from me, which is normally what you'd expect, but when I think nostalgia, I think of players like like Florenzi in midfield 100% hmm what about your final my, midfielder? My final midfielder, we're going back to FIFA 16, and I'm having to look up what the version of the card is, because there was two versions of this. There was a 91 and a 92. I had the 91. And it is an international man of the match, Kevin De Bruyne, that I pack-pulled, and he carried me to winning Division 1 back in the day. I didn't win Division 1. I won it once, and that was with Kevin De Bruyne in my midfield, pinging long shots. Holy Jesus, this card was mental. Like, it was outrageous, some of the stuff this would pull off. I I freaked, I audibly freaked out. I already had De Bruyne in my team, just his normal gold card, towards the end of FIFA. Back when you could actually do that with a team, and it would be okay. I was using standard 86, Man City De Bruyne. And then suddenly in a pack, I see this red and blue card and then pops up Kevin De Bruyne. I'm like, firstly, you have a massive freak out and then suddenly put him on my team, slot straight in instead of the normal De Bruyne and the extra step I needed to get to Division 1 and win it. So it's a lot of memories from this card. For me, the first of my cans... I don't know which one to go for here. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Foot Free Snabbery first. Okay. The card from last year. He was a team that... A player that I would always build my team around. It didn't matter who uh, I did... Like, which SBC or whoever the new player was. I was like... The first name on the sheet was Foot Free Snabbery. Just a little bit of fun, you know great looking card to me and unfortunately he was also the first sort of like player that got 
sent to the gulag with searching discards that I brought to my streams and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of fond memories, but at the same time, pain at the same time that I had to submit him. If, if I recall correctly, into an SBC. If I, if, was he the first one? You might, I think he was the second. Because I remember, I remember the first one possibly being Mbappe. No, um, Mbappe, you nearly boycotted your own series, didn't you? No, that yeah, no, no, no. In term, in terms of like the, the whole like budget build a face off and f- like guesting on foot eliminate and stuff. Yeah, Mbappe was for that style thing, but in terms of like proper, you gift to me, oh. do search and discard. He was the first of that, and I think it was it was Lady Merz that did the damage as well. Which is even more painful. It was, it was either him or Kaka. It was one of those two that was the first, basically. They, they were the victim. They were the victim. They were the victim indeed. So, but, for me, I'm going to go to probably my first like actual proper traditional pick someone might think of. And I'm going for a Team of the Year nominee... And it's a card that I absolutely adored when it came out. It was the Gareth Bale. That Gareth Bale, Mm -hmm. like, deep blue, team of the year practically card was outrageous. Even when he re-released the SBC, that card still felt incredible. It -hmm. was an endgame card released in January that was, I think, only, like, 92 rated or something. But it just destroyed teams. FIFA 19 was all about skills and heading and and things like that. That's exactly what you want Bale on a right wing to do. He he just destroyed teams for me. I, I absolutely adored that Gareth Bale card. It helps that he's ex-Tottenham. But it was just... I just love that card so much. For my other cam then... It's going to be team of the season, Marco Royce, back back in FIFA 19 in particular. Mm-hmm. I think, again, I in early days of FIFA, I think I was just a boring sort of person. I always tend to stick to mainly my sort of Premier League teams. I rarely sort of wandered away from that because that was mainly stuff that I knew. FIFA 19, I feel, is probably like the first sort of main time that I started stepping away from it. So I think my whole like German love affair with FIFA started with Team of the Season voice and that particular card. Mm. High high pace, good, good, like dribbling, good shooting, good passing. What else can I ask for for a cam in a four triple two than good old Marco Royce? Yeah, I get that. Um, you know, when you just get a card come to mind when you sort of just start describing something. I just had someone mm-hmm. else enter my mind, and I'm not sure who to go for my striker. I'll say I'll say who my right my left wing is here, and that's my own my only Colombian that made it into this list, and that is. James Rodriguez. His FIFA 18 Team of the Match Day card, I didn't know it was Team of the Match Day, but he had a 90, I think it was a 95 left mid card. 
holy Christ, it just tore teams apart. Colombia's not known for their their left wings, I think, on FIFA, from what I remember. They mainly had... Mm. So, Sinestra this year is fine. That's great. I wish I had Sinestra back in the day because I was having to get by off of, like, I think it was Carrillo and the likes. The, there was, like, an MLS Colombian left mid who was 75 each year. That was what I had to use most years. This card was just... It just was so good for me. I I don't... I'm running out of words. We're getting further and further in, and I'm just running out of words to describe these cards. But they just tear teams apart. The, these cards that you're nostalgic for, and I'm sure if I went back and used them again, I'd love it still. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't blame you. Uh, it, it would... It would be nice to go back and use some of these cards. I, I wish in some ways that you could bring them into newer generations to see what they're like on newer gameplay in some ways. The thing is, you know they Just wouldn't be the same because know, almost the way that EA designed the games, the power curve from these cards mm. from back in the day. I looked at one, one of the ones who didn't make my list that's an honourable mention. I look at as a I sent this one to you in the group chat as well. Is an 83 rated FIFA 12 card. And it just demolishes teams. And it's not even someone like Nilmar. It's someone who's yeah. alongside him as Wellerton. Wellerton was just insanity mm. back in those days. Strong link to MNEK. I think even McGeady, if you love the McGeady spin, etc., you could use him. Like cards that come back at you throughout the years. I never got to use it, but when you see a card like the second informed Kevin Morales, I came up against that and got destroyed. That's what cards like that do. They just back in the day with informs, they'd do stupid things. Morales had two informs. He didn't get an increase in any other stat apart from shooting, I'm pretty certain, in which it went up to like ninety two for a Kevin Morales eighty two card. It It's nuts. The fact that everything's so well-rounded and so high these years, cards like that, you think, well, they wouldn't do as well. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, for for my first... First of my strikers, I'm going to start off with the end of an era card that I've got written down. Back in FIFA 17... It is end of an era, Totti. Yeah, I get that. It crossed my mind. You know, you you got to respect what that man done, and you know he he deserved a high end card like that. So it was just fun to play with. Something a little bit different. Didn't necessarily put in my starting team, but card that you can put in and it had a nice dynamic image as well mm-hmm. uh, him holding up a framed number 10 totty shirt if i remember that year so many good end of an era cards that was the year that there was philip lam with the with the flowers around him and um yeah there would have been that was lampard gerard in there but they're not the ones i'm thinking of uh, there's a couple of others, and I'm annoyed. I had them in my head. I said Lam first. That that was the year. F- 
for flashbacks and well not flashbacks but end of an era as you say end of an era yeah they just came at you one after the other after the other after the other and they were all so good Mm. but moving on to my other striker Mm -hmm. is the most expensive player that I have ever packed but it's not I technically packed them either so it was back in the day where good old Mr. Chufters was streaming. It was during Team of the Year in FIFA 21. I gave him my baby or mid icon pack. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's baby or mid. He opened it up. Portuguese. Centre forward. Outsteps baby Eusebio. Who at the time I'm pretty sure was like 5 million in coins. At that point, I'd never packed anybody remotely close to that mm-hmm. value on FIFA. Like, if I packed anybody, might have been lucky to pack somebody just over a mil or something like that. I know I did get, um, who was it? It would be Lucas Mora and his foot birthday card, I think it was, I so. last FIFA. Last that was about a mil. One, yeah. yeah. That, uh, that 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 came afterwards though, but that was like the closest to getting into that sort of seven figure sum. Uh, obviously, I don't think it's going to be easy to get to that now with the way the market is nowadays and how it's probably going to be in the future. But that one in particular just stands out, and using him for over pretty much until teams just until maybe mid team of season and had to change him out because at that point he's then getting behind the power curve but being able to have a card of that caliber for so long uh which is just wonderful you mentioning an icon has changed my striker pick my striker pick was going to be team of the season moments danny ings from fifa 20 okay but then you said an icon moments or not an icon moment an icon moments is my answer it's the answer yeah. I think everyone expects me to say that's not Andre Silva. It just has to be Puskas. Moments Puskas last year was just... I've not tried this year's one still. I've still not tried it. I'm completing With the, the SBC. upgrade as well. Yeah, exactly. He's got the upgrade and five-star skills and four-star. I can't wait to try that card. But right now, it's the FIFA 21 version. That card was a monster. It I could have shot from most places and it would go in. It... I'm so glad you said an icon, otherwise I would have hated myself for not... If I remember I hadn't said Puskas here, I would be fuming. Yeah. Oh, dear. But I should have gone second there. Gone second. Danny Ings was a great <laughs> card. I'm I'm not going to slate this Danny Ings card. It, it's the one that finally taught me skill moves. That's not something you say. The card that I learned to do four-star skill moves, like the Berber spin was with team of the season moments Danny Ings and yeah I don't get it either but there's so many good strikers I remember down the years the one that I said oh you know when you forget a card Clint Dempsey team of the season FIFA 16 was a monster for me that was the impact sub of dreams for that for that Mm. div one winning side him with the Bruyne with everything was such a great team for me back in the day Danny Ings FIFA 20, but then Puskas. I'm sure that this Puskas FIFA 22 five star skills would probably top it, but 
the 21 version was just so good. So good for me. Yeah. And if we're mentioning most expensive pack pulls, Vieira is my most expensive pack pull, but he does not get in to this team. He, pro- yeah. he probably does in terms of the best players, but for nostalgic for me, he's not in that nostalgic tier. No, I'm grateful no, no, no. for the money he got me. That, that six mil was like gone in like a month. But yeah, I I I do have a special place for that first gas. That was where a lot of that money went. That was like three mil when I tried him. Mm-hmm. Pretty certain. Now we haven't listed any players from this FIFA because I think in some ways, with the amount of promos now that EA regurgitate out on like pretty much a two weekly basis like there's not really been a gap it, it, it could have been easy to pick some players from this year so instead we're going to have a few honorable mentions aka like maybe free super subs so i'm just gonna ring out my free players so i'm gonna start off with future stars saliba absolutely love that card uh, especially being an arsenal fan and what about he was obviously out at Marseille. Mm-hmm. Then my prime icon moments, Thierry Henry, God rest his soul. Uh, he's he's in heaven, but absolutely loved that card whilst I got to own it. And the other one is Luis Diaz, who I've had his inform, his headliners, and now his footies. He's kind of like my Andre Silva, <laughs> basically. So he's the guy that I've basically kind of used throughout fifa but i've been a bit more lucky because he's actually managed to have proper upgrades throughout the calendar whereas unfortunately in your andre silver you've been stuck to 87 being the best listen that's not stopped from tearing teams apart including you by the way no. let's not pretend this Andre yeah. Silva's not ripped no, you no. new ones yeah no yeah no. on more than one occasion yeah, but Andre. So if we're talking FIFA 22, I'm just gonna chuck him in there. That's that's where he he needs to be mentioned, at least in some yeah. shape or form. If we're talking impact subs though, and we're going attacking in those impact subs, then my mind goes to team of the season Ben Yedder. I love that card yeah. a lot, as well as Paolo Dybala's team of the season. I had it as a red pick, so very fortunate in that regard. Uh, as yeah. for defenders this year, I'm having to ha- I'm actually having a look through to see if I can find like a one, and I might join you on your Sergio Ramos crusade, honestly, because that's used a lot of a lot of times by me. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll go with that. I'll go with uh, foot birthday Sergio Ramos as my defender of, uh, of choice. Yeah, 160 games for me. And I don't play anywhere near as much as I should. But we are now going to let Brad come in with his uh, pre-recorded answers for his uh, choice of 11. Be interesting to hear back and see what he says. But here you are, Brad. Hello, guys. So first of all, apologies for not being there on the podcast live. Uh, Unfortunately, well, fortunately, I was away for the weekend in Yorkshire. um, But we did have a bit of a longer journey back than we thought. So I was quite tired. Uh, and unable to record the podcast by the time we got back home. Um, but I put this question to the guys because over the years, I've only really played FIFA Ultimate Team since kind of FIFA 17 onwards. Um, so there's going to be quite a few mentions during that period for me. Um, also, a few cards that will come up against that didn't actually own as honorable mentions as well. Um, so I'm going to start in goal. 
and um, this guy wasn't actually mentioned. I was waiting for him to be mentioned. They mentioned Butland. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the FIFA 18 footies Begovic. So a little bit similar. He was the OP goalkeeper at the time, um, and his footies card was insane. Uh, I do remember having that, and that was kind of like my first experience of uh, the kind of OP player that was lower rated, um, and he's the one that I remember most. Um, then sort of shooting to back to FIFA 17 off him uh, in the exact same vein, and I believe Luke mentioned this one as well, was uh, Luke Smalling's footies card as well. So again, another OP defender. Really liked using him, just seemed to be like the unstoppable force that Van Dyke has become over the years in the game. Um, my other centre-back actually sh shouts back to FIFA 19 team of the season, Izzo. Um, now, the reason I've gone for this guy is because that year, I do remember that he kept getting inform after inform after inform after inform. And his first one that I believe was like 81 rated um, actually was a really decent inform to use in game. And they just kept improving on that. Um, and the team of the season card, I felt like, was just absolutely insane. Um, I think he had something like 86 pace or 85 pace or something. Um, so at that time, it was quite a high pace for a centre-back. Uh, and I really enjoyed using that card. Uh, my right back is in FIFA 18, and that is actually the Festival of Foot, Valencia. Um, over the years, around that time, I'd use Valencia quite a lot, but this special card upgrade right at the end of FIFA was insane. He had like 94 pace, 90 dribbling, 89 defense, uh, 92 physical. Don't worry, I don't know that off by heart. I'm reading it on the card. Um, and yeah, he was just insane. As, as, a, as a right back, he just seemed to be brilliant in game. I really, really enjoyed that card. Um, my left back is going to probably come as a surprise to a lot of people because they may not remember this card much um, or certainly would have gotten rid of this card before he reached his full potential. And it is the UEL um, Marcus Alonso SBC. Now, I believe this is really cheap, and I think at the time of doing the SBC was either 84 rated, I think. Um, but he was a live card, so he was going to get updated uh, based on Chelsea's progress. And they actually did so well that he ended up with a 91 rated card. Now, although he was one of the slower paced sort of uh, right backs or left backs in the game, he actually was solid in defence and his man marking and everything like that was absolutely ridiculous in game. So, yeah, Alonso was, was my man, Marcus Alonso's card there. I've gotten with a 4-2-4 of this formation and I've gone for two midfielders and one of them is actually technically a centre forward. Um, but Luke will know that I had a really sort of love for this card and that was FIFA 21, the Moments Dabala SBC. I just, like, that was the first time for me where, like, I really felt the responsiveness of a player that was short, that dribbled on the spot, that had that high agility and he was the first experience of that where I just felt like I could turn on a circle and do anything with that card and um, I really enjoyed it and probably was my first time of actually using any sort of skill moves as well um, and in the same vein on FIFA 21 right at the end of the game I mean we all probably got him by the end but in game this card was insane to use it was the path to glory Acuna uh, 98 rated stats were actually ridiculous i think he had 90 maybe in all stats um was just insane i remember getting that card towards the end in the 85 times 10s and once i got him in the squad and was just using him he just seemed to be 
insane, as you would expect with a card that was that high rated. Um, now, my wingers in the 424, I'll go with the kind of more obvious and definitely the most expensive one out of them. And it is actually the Summer Heat Vinicius Jr. That card was, again, like what I say about Dybala, it was just the card that seemed to just flow. Anytime you moved a stick, you just seemed to move perfectly the exact way you wanted him to go and again there seemed to be no delay responsiveness was amazing agility was amazing um it's from fifa 20 summer heat promo you remember it that splash of like paint with a kind of white background um and yeah that card was absolutely ridiculous i didn't i, I didn't actually own the card um but i got to use it it used to pop up quite a lot in drafts uh which at that time i think you used to get maybe sbc cards and things in drafts as well so drafts at the wall towards the end we you did them quite a lot and i just remember it being insane um my right wing now a little bit of this is going to be because it was like my first chance to get to own this card but also it's because it was the first time this sort of card had been seen was actually the fifa 21 flashback cr7 um i really enjoyed this card and a lot of people slated it they didn't feel that it was with the curve they felt like it was quite behind the curve and that he didn't actually shoot very well but for some reason that didn't seem to fit with me he seemed for me in game so so good and i think i played him at striker actually as well um and i really loved that card and i loved the concept that we could own this top sort of three players in fifa as a lower version for a affordable spc at the time so i really enjoyed that card um and funnily enough tonight as with as I'm as I'm recording this and editing this podcast, I've just packed the ninety nine uh, Ronaldo in FIFA twenty two, so I'm looking forward to try and use that card as well. My final two strikers are going to be one from FIFA twenty one from current FIFA, uh, which doesn't come as a surprise. So I'll do that one first. I have mentioned it in the podcast over uh, the course of the year, and that is the Squad Foundations SBC Appender. Uh, this guy is what I would say the supreme super sub for me um now pretty much i would start the game uh with my two strikers and, and sort of get him on i think at the time i had hero robbie Keane, um who at the start seemed to be okay and then i don't know whether there was an update or i don't know whether the curve just changed he seemed to not be able to do the business anymore and this guy's sbc was the perfect super sub he was absolutely ridiculous um, and was in my team for a long time until we started to obviously move ahead with um with sort of the new promos and obviously ea have thrown a lot of promos in fifa 22 our way my next one and now this is going to be one that i don't know whether you guys will remember but back in the day uh, league sbcs used to give you a choice of players and my player from this was matthias cunha i actually i really loved this card and Honestly, when when I got this card from the SBC and used him, I couldn't believe how good he was for completing the SBC. I used to always make sure that come sort of um, way before the league SBCs were out, I used to make sure I had every team in my club um, so that I could complete the SBCs and then I'd usually have duplicates and stuff saved to try and make some coins on the transfer market so i could not only complete the sbc but try and make a little bit of coins back from from buying the players with the teams early um 
and yeah, this this Matthias Cunha card was was absolutely insane. And then he got a winter refresh as well at a different club, uh, which I also really liked in game as well. My um, mentions, as we would say them, are, are going to be two players that I never did, um, but I came up against so many times. And every time you saw it, you just knew that you were in for a tough game. And it is the showdown Kleiber and flashback Robin from FIFA 21. Um, those two, I, you guys will remember. As soon as you just like loaded up the screen, saw the team and saw them two, you were just like, Okay, this is this is where I'm gonna to be tough. That flashback Robin seemed to be way better than the stats on his card, and uh, Kleiber, uh, Showdown Kleiber got the upgrade, and uh, was 86 rated as well. Um, and yeah, was just an insane card to come up against. So honourable mentions for me are those two in terms of coming up against them. I didn't have them or own them, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely cards to contend with. Okay, thank you very much, Brad, for coming in and answering your own question. Mm -hmm. Much appreciated. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. But what we are now going to. There, honestly, you know, so can't, yeah. can't agree with all of them. Oh, there, there's a few like iffy selections, but the rest, yeah, not too bad. I mean, you're just copying us, basically. Exactly. You know, uh, there's there's so many players I left out, like that I want to talk. Like I mentioned Wellerton briefly, Jackson Martinez v fifteen, whether it's team of the season or normal version, it's just monster. There's a reason I was unbeaten mm. for two years in online friendlies with Colombia. It was just so good. And my favourite packed team, of the, my most expensive team of the season pack for at the time, Totsaguero FIFA 17. But we'll leave it there. We are now moving over to the viewer-based questions and or listener-based questions. First question is going to be coming from Venom, and he is asking. One player that hasn't played much for England, you would take to the World Cup if you were Gareth Southgate. Now, my answer, I want to take not just into the squad. I want to actually potentially see my choice in starting 11 potentially as well. Right, I've got to think about so, this. Because so, I've, not, I've not seen these. So all right. A bit of a, so I'll let you take the reins. And see where you're going with this. Okay, so my, my first, my my choice of player who hasn't played much, but he has played in the under 19 and under 20 system, uh -huh. is Rico Henry of Brentford. I think when you think about like the left back sort of situation, even look back to Euros, Gareth Southgate was playing right backs at some points at left back. Like, he obviously. Had a few injury situations, but the poor players at the same time, you could say, is not as good as like the right-hand side. Chilwell is seeming like he's having some injury issues. Plus, also, he doesn't look like he's a set-on starter now at Chelsea as well, with Cucurella start at starting and being brought by Chelsea. And I think Rico Henry is a sort of perfect fit. Like He's now got Premier League experience, so he's playing at the top level in England. Mm -hmm. Brentford didn't do too badly last season, you know, got quite a few clean sheets under his belt, so definitely can get the defensive work done and dusted quite nicely. He's chipped in with a few assists, a goal, so he can basically probably do a little bit in terms of the attacking output side of things, but I think if Chilwell isn't looking like maybe an option as a dead cert starter, mm -hmm. And with maybe only maybe other English option 
that you could say is a shout is Tyreek Mitchell. I think Rico Henry could be a good shoe-in for a starting position in that England squad, even though I'm not really an England fan, Venom. So thank you for this question. But yeah, um, Luke, what are you saying? Um, potentially disagreeing with you. <gasps> what? So, you mentioned all those valid points. And that brings me to a different man. You mentioned under-19s. You mentioned left-backs being needed. This man plays in a free-back system at left-back. I'm going to seem incredibly biased when I say this. But Ryan Sessegnon. Ryan Sessegnon. <laughs> what is that? Like, what is that noise? You're saying what? Rico Henry. What the... <laughs> Rico Henry's better than Ryan Sessegnon, and that's all I'm just going to say on that fact, all right? Um, uh, yes, okay. He, he, I will say it probably is more suited for a free-back system, but this is weird, again, because, again, I, I'm a Spain fan, not an England fan, but I don't think England should be playing a free-out-the-back system. They should be playing a full-back, in my opinion, and utilising the good amount of midfield and attacking options that frankly they have and potentially maybe even using one of the right backs and maybe a bit more advanced position essentially and let's just say not using harry Maguire would be a good start as well yeah, that, that would rid you of the free back problem in the first place but yes no, exactly Sessegnon's better than henry no i'm, I'm sorry Sessegnon is under deluded a, what sorry what was that Deluded. Deluded. Okay, sorry. When when he's getting started regularly now, yeah, he's being played alongside Perisic in rotation, who okay. is going to be passing important knowledge in terms of crossing, but he's already been overlapping. He's already scored this season. The, he's been getting mm -hmm. better and better and developing as the season's gone on in terms of last season. Started a bit shaky, but now he's getting regular game time. Force Reggie on out of the squad. He might even be going to Nottingham Forest, from what I've heard at this point. Which is, I mean, everyone's going to Nottingham Forest, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Sessignon, he can cross, he he can get forward, he can. He's naturally playing in the system that Southgate wants to play in. It makes sense to slot him in. Chilwell is now being pushed out by Kukurea, mm -hmm. so he won't be getting regular game time. Luke Shaw's being pushed out because. He's now been found out that he's Luke Shaw in the year of 2022. Yeah. You, you take Ryan Sessegnon. If you're playing regularly for a top side and you're also under a top manager in the same system as what teams can be playing, it just makes logical sense. Um. Yeah, like you say, Sessegnon is... Still developing, whereas in oh sorry, Rico, Rico Henry's Henry. a finished product. Is that what you're about to? Sorry, I want to make sure you're about to say that Rico Henry's a finished yeah product. yeah Rico Henry's the finished article. He's the finished product. He's he's not needing to develop anymore. Like he's not developing anymore. At Brentford. He is. He's the f set on starter. Uh, hang on, let me just check. How old is Rico Henry? Twenty five. He's twenty five. He's that old. He's that old. 25. I don't know why I thought he was young. I thought he was a bit younger as well, but nah. 
He's 25, so he's Mate, a bit he's more... 25 and playing for Brentford. Are you sure you want to be saying... 25 and playing for Brentford. Are you sure you want to be well, saying this as, as your England starting fullback? I'm, I mean, I'm Paris saying Sitch Session just the... to go. You said this to start. This is to start, yeah. This is Rico Henry to start. Prop. This is a, he plays for the same club that beat uh, Man United four 0 Just like to say that. Oh dear. Okay. Same and club I, I'm, that I'm also in in the squad. Just checking. That. Just double checking. I'm yeah, you you saying Sessio to go in the squad. And. Uh, okay, okay. So there you go. See, so my Rico Henry then. is starting. Uh, my Rico Henry is starting ahead of your Cesar. There you go. See, you can take your Cesar <laughs> can go in the squad, but he's not starting. Rico Henry starting. There we go. Problem solved. I mean, it's not problem solved. I still strongly disagree. But <sighs> better, better play. Right, what, what's the Easy. next question? What? Next question. Next next question could potentially cause. Um, a few issues, shall we say? Right. So, coming from GH, he's asking first and foremost, most underrated player, Premier League player. This is not, not outside of the Prem. So, un most underrated Premier League player of all time. All time. Hmm. Who should start with this, me or you? Oh, all time. I thought it was current. Okay, that's that's on me. I have James Will Prowse down for this in terms of. I didn't realize this all time. I will say that now. But James Will Prowse is incredibly underappreciated. I mean, it, it, it is it is all all time. Okay. I mean, my Without player him. is current player, but this is current player. Uh, yeah, mine's a current player. I don't. I, I, I'm. I'm. I don't. Shall I go first on on this? I'm tempted. I want to say for James Will Prowse, but I don't think he's the most underrated of all time. So I'm gonna have to have oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you start. I'll let you start. You got. You got. You, you said James Will Prowse. That's it. That, okay, so we're we'll sticking with James Will Prowse. Okay. Yeah, the, you got to stick with it. I'm afraid that. I think the thing that people think of when they think of James Will Prowse is purely the free kicks, but there's actually more to his game than that. Corners. <laughs> corners. Yes, there's corners as well. Okay, more than set pieces, then, wise guy. <laughs> the, the, okay, man is a, yeah. the man is a competent box to box midfielder who I reckon could be enough to get into the England squad. That's another one that is actually considerable for the last questions, James or Prowse, if you want to be less hot takey. Yeah. But I, honestly, I think he's just generally really underappreciated. The fact that he's a lifer for Southampton, people just think that he's just a gimmick almost when he's actually a very good premier league midfielder so he might not be the most underrated of all time but he is definitely underrated by most people's standards he puts up good defensive numbers he helps getting forward progressing in terms of passing lanes and he's a natural leader as well hence he's the captain so th those are some of the reasons i think james will prowse is underrated maybe not the most underrated but definitely underrated Mine is um, an actual current Arsenal player, to be fair. I think he's highly, highly underrated, this guy. Like, if you look at underlining stats and then you actually multiply them by a full season, like, these, these, these stats will be surprising. 
Eddie Enketia. Absolute underrated. And do you know what, Chelsea? You need a striker. I mean, we've got Gabby Jesus now, so he's not really going to get game time. He is a 20-goal-a-season striker, Eddie Enketia. Honestly, you look at it last season... He played, realistically, seven games where he got to play, like, nearly 90 minutes or 90 minutes on the spot. And in those seven games, he scored four goals. So if you times seven by five, which is 35, which is pretty much nearly a full season. So four times five is 20 goals. So there you go. You've got a 20-goal striker right there. So Eddie Nketiah is very, very underrated. And I think he could play for a top team, like, easily, like... Unfortunately, he's not probably going to get the game time now that we got Gabby Jesus. And he didn't really get the opportunity at Arsenal. But I think if he's given the opportunity, he's going to score a team 20 goals a season. So I just want to make sure here. I'm delusional for saying Ryan Sessegnon makes the 23-man squad. And you're out here saying, you have time to think of this. Of all time, the most underrated Premier League player is in Ketia. Yeah, so Nketiah, number 14 shirt now. You know, I, wearing the goated number shirt. I, so, says it all, really. I, I don't even know where to begin. I... Wow. I'm at, you've at, you I'm should be playing for a top team. I'm actually speechless. You should be starting. You should be starting week in, week out. You score 20 goals a season. You know, think about when Tammy Abraham, right, wasn't really playing for Chelsea and then got given the opportunity. He scored goals, 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 right? Yeah. And then he got shipped off to Roma. And for some strange reason, Frank Lampard stopped playing Tammy Abraham. And it cost him his job in some ways, stupid idiot. Right? Nketiah is that sort of level. If you put him in the right team like Tammy Abraham, he will score goals, 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 goals. He'll be better than Harry Kane. No, sorry, hang on. No, 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 no. Let, let's not... There's so much wrong with this. I don't know where to begin. We Before you even mention Kane's... They don't even deserve naming in the same breath. Kane and Nketiah are not even... Nketiah is probably championship level. But bar that one week, that one, two weeks last season... What was his championship record? Chelsea, like? was, he, was he at least See? good in the championship? Like what wasn't given much of an opportunity because we got he got called back from Leeds. So he didn't again, not again, same situation I'm talking about. Never given the proper opportunity to play. Right? This guy who is twenty three, right? Let's say if he I'm was given a proper opportunity record. for like the past say three years or four years, let's say from nineteen, okay? This guy would be on probably close to 100 goals in the Premier League if he was given the proper opportunity. You, you don't even mention Nketiah in the same level as Richarlison. Like... <laughs> Richarlison's on a lower level, yeah. No, definitely. no, no, no. Richarlison's more Premier League proven than Nketiah. You don't get to... You don't get to compare him to Kane. You get to compare him to maybe... A Danny Ings on a poor season, or or uh, who's like like Gabby Abonlahor is probably a good like comparison. Compare him to Gabby Abonlahor, and you're probably on the right wavelength. But like, you're comparing someone who's in, I think the top ten goal scorers in Premier League history to a man who scored 
for club, only 13 goals. Yeah, He's... like I say, Kane was given the opportunity. This poor man, Eddie Nketiah, has played 79 never been games. given the opportunity. He's got 13 goals. Seven, yeah, but most of those games, right, if you look at it, he plays like maybe five minutes, ten minutes, tops. Majority of those. Like I said, last season, if you look at it, he played a lot of games. But seven, just seven of those games were actually 70 minutes or more that he got to physically play. The rest of it was like bare bones in terms of minutes. Like there's a lot of like single digits, I think. In terms of substitutions, I think the highest is like maybe 13 minutes they got given. Like, you can't do much in that sort of opportunity. But if you get, like I say, those seven games that he was given the opportunity, he scored four goals and two against Chelsea as well. Two against Chelsea. So, bish, bash, bosh, this guy, if he's given the opportunity, 20 goal season, striker, should be playing for a top team. Unfortunately, Arsenal never given him the opportunity, and now that we've got Gabby Jesus, who clearly is doing very well, it's just not going to shoo him out of the team. So, probably best to offload him to another club, but probably abroad, because I wouldn't want to give him to another Premier League team for him to score like two goals or score a hat trick against us, because that's how good of a player he is. So, yeah, I, I'd. Probably rather sell him to like an Italian club or Bundesliga club or something like that. So, only chance might be able to score goals against us is in the European competition. So, yeah, probably leave it at that. But he is, he's very underrated. But I think, <laughs> enough being said with that, I think we got to move on to the next one, right? I overrated. I've, I've seen this one, I've, I've thought about this one. I can't get over what you've just said. I mean, mine's I thought my overrated one was controversial. You've come out and... Like, how? Like, I thought you'd say, like... So if you're going to go Arsenal, I thought you'd say someone like Riziki or, like, Wilshire or something. Like, going, like, oh, they get a bad rap because they're injured all the time. Like... Oh no! Or the is like It's not under... Diaby's never really played. Oh God! But yeah, let's 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 move on to overrated, right? Uh, I'll, I since you went first right with now. the underrated, really I'm going overrated. I'll I'll start first with the overrated, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm staying saying Steven Gerrard clearly didn't want to win a Premier League trophy. He, he must have clearly deliberately slipped up or something like that. Like, come on, like if you want to be considered like greatest of all time or something, or be considered like one of the best of within the league for your position I mean a domestic Premier League trophy I mean trophies yeah good but Premier League trophy mwah you know you got, you got to have one of those on your CV and Stephen Gerrard never really got that so Stephen Gerrard you're overrated not as good as Frank Lampard are you okay is something Frank happened Lampard to you this week are you, like, have you have you like fallen down the stairs or something or like had an accident at work that's not your fault? Oh wait, wait! Do I need to call one of those numbers you, to get like compensation or something like that? You might do, mate, because I, <coughs> I I can't believe what I'm hearing, honestly. It's I honestly can't believe what I'm hearing. I don't know which is a worse take. 
I don't know if Enketia even being mentioned in the same like, breath as Kane. And or Gerard. Ugh. So you're right. saying because he right. doesn't have a Premier League title, Gerard's overrated? Yeah, he's so overrated. How Lampard, better midfielder. Patrick Vieira, better midfielder. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, better midfielder. Wijnaldum, better <laughs> midfielder. Right. <laughs> oh, you're going to kill me. Okay. Mine, I thought mine was bad. I'm, I mean, I'm just going to annoy a certain fan base, but that... My, okay, I'm just going to get mine out before I just lose it. I'm, I'm saying Didier Drogba, and I'm expecting no outrage from you. After what you've said so far, I'm expecting nothing from you. Chelsea fans, sure, they can have a go at me for this, but for me, for what I think, Drogba, in terms of the Premier League, this is... Premier League player, not cup finals, nothing like that in terms of mm -hmm. a Premier League striker, Didier Drogba is overrated. I think he only ever got 20 goals twice, yet Chelsea players, uh, Chelsea fans hail him as the second coming of Christ almost. I get mm -hmm. that for the cup finals, but when you start comparing mm -hmm. him to other Premier League strikers, it's not quite as the same. I think he's overrated in that respect. He's a good striker. On his day, he's an incredible striker. But does he get mentioned in the same breath as some other players on the pitch in terms of big games? In terms of big games, I'd say he's better than Kane. But in terms of mm -hmm. every every game of the season, you want a striker, you're not going to say, oh, I'll take Drogba. For a one-off final, you take Drogba. Fair enough. I, I respect that opinion. But you just don't take him over a season. I'd rather yeah, Diego. That's you need Enke, yeah. He's not even the best Chelsea striker I'd take over a season. I'll take Diego Costa over him for a season, for the whole season. Okay. Personally, I. Drogba for me Wait. overrated in terms of Premier League, yeah, but in terms of big games, is correctly rated and is is lauded for a reason. I just still can't believe this Gerard talk. I still can't believe this Nketiah talk. I... Ugh. Well... Honestly, I would pay um, to see Nketiah is very underrated. I would pay that, to that, see that Brad's That was a question. Right underrated. Underrated. Nketiah fits that. Because he's not rated. Yes, there's a reason he's not rated. Because he's not good. There's a reason you're given chances yeah. because he's not that good. It's not difficult. Scored two goals against Chelsea must be good. I, I think before you have a mental breakdown, I think we might have to leave it there. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyone who's listening to this and you want to give out any opinions, you can join our Discord or comment over on Twitter page, you know, tell us what you think about my opinion of NK being un underrated. You're probably agreeing with me anyway, but if you, if you somehow unrealistically disagreeing with me, you're fools. Um, but nah, 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 nah. Joking aside, I, 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 if you want to comment, 
and let us know what you think about these opinions. Please feel free to uh, comment on our Twitter or join our Discord and let us know. And be able to submit more questions for us to potentially give out some hot takes. Or even you want to give us a hot take that we can react to. Please feel free to join our Discord. Link is down below. Brad, I hope you've enjoyed editing this. Everyone, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. Luke, I hope you've enjoyed being part of this extra time Q&A and hot takes. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. Just remember, I'm delusional for saying a Spurs player makes a 23-man squad and Nketi is the most underrated player of all time, supposedly. In terms of Premier League. Yes. Sorry, apologies. In terms of Premier yeah. League. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. No, no debating that. But we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.